watching a movie yesterday. Maybe. What were you watching? Cool World. Ooh, I haven't seen that since... I didn't see it in the theater. Which theaters are open now? Oaks is open. Yeah, I know. Um, so, um, oh, Trash South Street. Trash South Street. Jamie Z. Who's that song? What's up? Nothing. So anyway, yeah, so Cool World. So... What do you do? You remember anything about it? I remember Brad Pitt mm-hmm. and a cartoon lady, a yeah. voluptuous lady. Kim Basinger. Yes. And uh, known for nine and a half weeks. Uh, and um, L.A. Confidential and Vicky Vale. I was about Vicky to say Vicky Vale, Bale, which is I'll talk about later because I've been doing some rewatching things. But anyway, so Cruel World popped up, possibly because. All the devices listen in and spy on each other. And I was watching a different Kim Bassinger movie mm. where she played Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. It recommended Cool World, which I saw my first weekend up in college freshman year in the SMAC, which was the student center. Ooh. And I remember it being a bad movie. Yeah, I wasn't very well. Good. I'm going to tell you. But no matter what you remember, you have no fucking idea. Is it, it better is. than Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck is <laughs> Citizen King compared to Cool World. They should call it Migraine Headache the Movie. Mm. And I'm not going to go into it too much other than it is, I cannot believe how fucking bad it is. <laughs> and yeah, young Bradley Pitt, the very baby-faced Brad yeah. Pitt is in it. The one thing... the one po- Cool? Cool World. It's horrible. I was calling my cat. I was like, who's Cool World? Are you Cool World? And that would get you arrested for animal abuse for calling your cat <laughs> Cool World. Apparently, the soundtrack was like really good. And I guess the title track, something like In the Cool World, mm-hmm. written by Mr. David Bowie, Ooh. was a big deal because it was the first thing he had written in three years. Ooh. So after Tin Machine folded. But anyway, it's barely a movie. Is that it really made me nostalgic for old school comic book stores. Mm, okay. You know, like where... Like old comics even like and our, more. With... Your book's on the wall and you had the island of... It was just comic back books. Issues and that was basically yeah. it. And I was like, you know... Before it was t-shirts and... Before comic books were like the least important thing in a comic book store. Yeah. Yeah. One scene that takes place in a, uh-huh. one of those style comic book stores, I was like, I missed that. Or only the idea of that because I'm I hear you. I don't. What's up with you, Jamie? I watched um, American Pie a couple days ago. Oh, how was It was that? on. I yeah. haven't seen it in years. Better than I expected, mm-hmm. but definitely you could not make that movie now. The, like, do you remember the part where, like, I don't, I barely remember anything uh-huh. about that movie. So anyway, he's, like, going to have sex with that foreign exchange student that lives yeah. there or mm-hmm. whatever. That he's recording it, that, and he throws his underwear or shorts or a shirt on top of the remote camera oh. and it's like all pixelated it was, yeah. it's pretty crazy while this lady is you know has no idea she'd be she was being yeah recorded. well you know consent it was a much different <laughs> was casey affleck someone's older brother could have maybe the one who tell, or something i don't not know i felt like isn't there like the book essentially of women pleasing I don't know. And that, um, so this is what I remember, aside from fucking a pie, sticking a flute up your, your hoo-ha, and Eugene Levy. The one, the kid who's dating, um, oh, what's her name? Why can't I remember? Tara Reed. Tara Reed. Yeah. He's like, he calls his older brother who tells him it about this book. I might be thinking of a different movie. One of the, you know, tried and true, like, techniques is to... Make the letters of the alphabet while... Ah, uh, that sounds vaguely familiar. I didn't see that part. I caught it, like, maybe with an hour left or something yeah, like so that. Yeah, so I feel like I could be completely wrong. The older brother is like Casey Affleck. And the only thing I really remember from that scene from that is the song that's playing is cele- uh, Celebrity Skin. Oh, maybe. It had like, a good soundtrack, too. I was like, yeah, you know, Courtney Love. Yeah, maybe I should revisit her. <laughs> One thing I always remember about American Pie, do you remember Brand? Just yeah. having like a total hard on about never seeing that movie because it annoyed him because yes. people talked about it so mm-hmm. much. And I think I was the same way. And then I saw it. I'm like, ah, it's not bad. Yeah. But it was okay. Uh, it was better than I expected. I was expecting garbage. But um, I remember it might have been like a directed DVD sequel or something like that. They had a couple. They had like and three. Just, just the um, Eugene Levy going, Stifler has a brother? <laughs> 
Was Brain's nickname at one point Ack Ack, or is that someone else? Ack Ack. Oh, I don't remember. It was that someone's nickname, right? I'm not kind of sounds familiar. It was like Mars Attack. Ack 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 Ack. Yeah. It might have been, yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Anyway, what else is going on? Well, so now, so I got the car. Yeah, got a um, new car. It's a little too invasive. Mm-hmm. It might be when the machines take over. Like it yelled at me for looking at my cell phone while driving. Really? Yeah. Yeah, not even kidding. Were you like, fuck you. I want to get in an accident. If, well, I looked at it for a second and it goes, pay attention. Well, I didn't say that, but it flashes it. And then if you look to the side too long, it tells you to keep your eyes on the road. Hmm. If it sees a car, anything go through its back camera, it like freaks out like you're about to run over a child deliberately, <laughs> which I do, but only in forward and not reverse. Yeah, I was talking to uh, one of the ladies at my gym. Her husband's a mechanic, and she, like they were, he was saying just like how he feels like he has to he, like talking about tech school and just how like mechanics what they used to do like mm-hmm. has nothing to do. It's all like you know hooking up your iPad and doing all the uh, codes and all that stuff to see yeah. what the hell's wrong and stuff. But it was interesting. Oh, and for the record, folks, for audience, Subaru Outback. So if you're like a soccer mom, yeah. I'm just saying, you can get my digits. You can slide into my DMs. We'll get a box of wine. I think Jess has a Subaru Outback. Mm-hmm. Or a crossover. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So music. I saw uh, the garbage is back on. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we did confirm that the Alanis Morissette mm-hmm. trio is uh, back on for, I guess, we will be going unless... COVID outbreak again. Yeah, the, the Aardvark variant just sweeps across the U.S. <laughs> Never know. Oh, speaking of which, like, is it like Japan not in good shape? Yeah, they they might be shutting down the Olympics again. I saw that, but I saw... Like, we had a discussion last time. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if Japan's happening. And yeah, like Osaka's like, yeah, they literally don't have... It's like everything you that was people were afraid of happening here and maybe happened a little bit, but didn't really happen, where it was like no beds... People are just dying yeah. in their homes. Yeah, apparently. Crazy. So maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, next year, I think. <laughs> For Tokyo. Yeah. Be cool. Go see that 2022 20, <laughs> Olympic Games. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, yeah, just shutting down the Olympics like yeah, two years in a row. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's the good Olympics, too. It's not the boring Winter Olympics. I actually don't find the Winter Olympics boring. Um, I like them both. But I know it's like this weird... Like company, like countries, almost don't want to have Winter Olympics because it just it near bankrupts them and stuff. I like the biathlon when they have they shoot the shoot the guns. Like I didn't, I, I used to think it was really dumb, but like mm-hmm. it takes a lot of skill just to be doing the crazy cross country mm-hmm. skiing as fast as you can, yeah. and then just having to just calm down and not shake and have your heart yeah. and just like precisely. I, shoot. I remember playing uh, Winter Games. Yes, epics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Important. that's one of the events. Yep, and. I think up to that point, have never encountered biathlon. I was yeah. like, is this fucking made up? Yeah. I remember playing because it was like, I'm like, what is this crap? I remember there was like, and then they had summer games. Yeah, they had like basketball and... Yeah. Hacky sack? Wasn't it hacky sack? Oh, they had also, they had California games. I'm thinking California Which I think games. might have been a different... It might not... Oh, those were I, little days. Yeah. Like, you have to enter the code on page 43 or it's going to yeah. lock you out of your five and a quarter floppy <laughs> Good times, folks. Good times. Any uh, music news? I guess, yeah, um, aside from the music we're about to review. Uh, Sharon Van Etten and Angel Olsen released a song. I didn't listen to it. Yeah, sounds like a Sharon Van Etten song. Okay. Next time is probably going to be the Loose Spectacular because I think Slater, Kenny, and Garbage and possibly Nick Cave will all have their albums. Oh, my God. Well, Slater, Kenny, and Garbage's album comes out the same day. Ooh, they each released another song. BTW. Yeah, I saw it was Garbage Wolves, and I'm like, Garbage Wolves is a Garbage cool name Wolves. of a band. Yeah, that's a... Uh, <laughs> That's my uh, cover band. Garbage Wolves. Actually, no, it was Trash was my cover band, and I was surely man soon. <laughs> Trash Wolves. Trash Wolves. Actually, Garbage Wolves is really... Oh, no, the Garbage Wolves are acting up again. <laughs> Better get the gun. I don't know. Trash Pandas. Trash Pandas. <laughs> God, Trash Pandas. Um, are they, I don't know. Like uh, Everyone is starting to timidly... Take off their pre- masks. Take off their masks. I was going to say... Uh, have pre-sales for their concerts but yeah i noticed that it's like it's like a glut of just every band yeah start which is cool i'm mm-hmm. not really ready if outdoor stuff doesn't bother me but if i'm like right on top of people yeah. eh, eh. indoor 
I'd probably be okay within a little while. I think if I venture out to a show, it wouldn't be till maybe the end of the summer or something. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I do not know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, nothing else in this section, I guess, for me. So, yeah. Um, I did see that Riley, I forget his last name, the guy that died from um, Power Trip. Apparently, like, an accidental fentanyl overdose. Oh, really? They didn't say too much about it. But someone was like, oh, like, somebody commented and made it seem like um, he was big into the speed and, like, coke and maybe it was laced or something yeah. and had an overdose that way, which is sad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other things. There's a bunch of music stuff. I just can't think of it, well, to fucking, be honest. Bauhaus is, like, doing a world tour. They, they started oh, really? up their tour again, yeah, and it's, like, all of them, I think. Yeah. Like, it's cool. I'm just not ready for it yet. I could change my mind in two weeks, you know so, what I mean? Yeah. But. See, that's one, like, if they were to play the U.S., I would see it, probably. It's up here to Murphy. Mm, before uh, he dies. The heart attack. Oh, yeah, that one heart attack a couple yeah. years ago. All right, you want to get to it? Yeah, then? let's just get to it. You want to go first? Yeah. I'm coming at you first with King Azaz out of Philadelphia, PA, off um, Get, get better. better Records. Yeah, it was. it's funny, because I'm on their email list, and I'm like... This band sounds familiar, yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay. And this came out in April, and the album is Forever Green. Mm-hmm. And the name King Azaz comes from a children's book hmm. in a later movie called Phantom Tollbooth. Oh, yeah, okay. So here's my thing. Did you ever read, or do you know what it is? I think I read it when I was in elementary school. I don't remember anything about it. but When I remembered nothing about it, until I started reading the Wikipedia... I have no memory of this, but it sounds so fucking familiar. Yeah. I either read the book or saw the movie at some point. King Azaz is like the king of dictionaries or some oh, okay. shit like that. It's some weird whatever. But anyway, so that was kind of like a weird rabbit hole I went down. Phantom Tollbooth sounds like the, the yellow submarine of its day, <laughs> maybe. Or, and they're thought, out of Philly, right? Yes. Yeah. What can I describe? It's, uh, it's a two-piece. It's actually, like, for a two-piece band, it's a very full sound. Yeah. I was, like, surprised. And the singer, Christo Johnson, has this really fucking 80s, punky mm-hmm. voice. It kind of, like, I, like, the music does not is not reminiscent of The Clash. Yeah, I But he see. sings, like, uh, yeah. He's got, like, a proto-punk type yeah, of voice. Yeah, definitely proto-punk. Yeah. I mean, which means it sings off-key enough that it sounds, like, raw, but not so off-key that it isn't enjoyable. Yeah, I hear which you. Which is yeah. a balance. There are a lot of people who have to, um, singing isn't their greatest talent, so they have to kind of sell it on charm, and that's where you see, like, certain bands fail is when they can't yeah. either. Uh, this band does not, does sell it on charm. And, yeah, there's not a lot to say about it. I mean, it's, I think two-piece bands are just, in general, hard yeah. to describe, because I've noticed they don't tend to vary their sound a lot, probably because it's only two instruments. <laughs> um, even though I think there is, like, a... There's a like there's a multi instrumentalist aspect of this band as well, which is one of the reasons why it sounds so full. Um, going back to revisiting things, you know how people and scenes influence each other. This reminds me of another band I did last year, Deep Creep. Yeah, I could also see that. Philadelphia. They remind me a little bit of Culture Abuse too. Culture, yeah, you remember that band? Yeah, they just had yeah. that kind of like '90s grunge. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it is cool. I like mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, overall, uh, pretty good. Like, I think the first song is Talking. Mm-hmm. Or no, Tacoma. No, it's not Tacoma. Sorry. Uh, highlights include <laughs> uh, Tacoma, which has this really dynamic 90s feel and this really fucking awesome hook. Mm-hmm. And Let Yourself Out, which is basically a Nirvana song. I kept, like, I listened to it once, obviously, and this was, like, more a shot in the dark when I told you I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. And then was sort of plagued by, like, the... By combination of allergies and the shifting weather, weather, and was dealing with a low-level migraine for like three days in a row. So I did not devote as much time to this one as I would have liked. I liked it. It's nice and short. It's not too long. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I liked um, Bad Mine and the last two songs, Scum, and I forgot the name yeah, of the Yeah, Scum was really good. I liked yeah. them all. It was a really good song, yeah. Yeah, it was... it, I liked it. It was different. It, like, uh, as I said, has that like proto-punk feel. Yeah. I, I'd like to list, read the lyrics, actually. This one got shafted a little bit to the point where I was like, maybe we should cut it and come back later. But yeah, because weren't they listed on Bandcamp as like queer core too? They're queer core. Well, yeah. So queer core anti antifa anti. I mean, anything like you know, get better records mm-hmm. entails. Who you know? Because I was like expecting something different from reading the labels and then hearing their sound. I was like, oh. well, that's actually a good point. Yeah. So 
I read the labels too, and I like usually when bands explicitly state that they're queer core and they're you know they're anti-fascists and anti-capitalists. When I, it's what their music's about. Yeah, but and, I didn't I didn't notice that yeah, in their really music. Get that here. But and maybe it was. That's why I'd be like, oh, maybe to listen to the lyrics mm-hmm. or something, but or read the lyrics. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And that is the very short. King is Oz. I am doing another Philly band as well. Yeah. This is Mesh, self-titled. Yes. Mm. And this came out, or it's coming out, June 2nd. I think it's June 2nd. June 21st, sorry. Yeah. And they had a demo out in September of 2019, mm-hmm. and they're a four-piece out of Philadelphia. And they're kind of this, like, 70s proto-punk, garage punk. Um, they're really good. I like them. Um, so it starts off with uh, CIA Mind Control, and it's like a fuzzy lo-fi mm-hmm. song when the vocals are fuzzed out, and it just has this like 70s proto-punk along with like 77 British punk kind of going yeah, on. Yeah, you can kind of hear that. I was going to say, by the way, like, like the, the theme of the lyrics are very late 70s punk. Yeah, yeah. It's really catchy. It's very guitar-driven, <laughs> yeah. too. But I really like that song off there. Uh, Company Jeep. Is a cool garage punk, almost reminds me of Dead Boys a little bit, mixed yeah. in with some indie rock. Really good song. Uh, Traveler, it's a little more darker, has like a goth feel to it, mm-hmm. like a little reminiscent of Bauhaus and yeah. like of that vein. Uh, has distorted vokes and uh, it's a spooky little guitar riff that almost reminds me of a Cramps song. Yeah. Uh, Missing Link, very guitar driven, early punk. Musically, my favorite song. Okay, yeah. Well, lyrically, the, the, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you were dead, garage, punk, whatever. Um, and I like how the guitar almost answers the vocals. Like yeah, that yeah. It's really cool it's set up that way. I really like this. I think it's different, just different enough. And I like that whole, like, sound. But, yeah, I would check it out. I don't know if there's going to be more songs that are coming out in June or whatever, but this is what uh, they have out on Bandcamp I felt like right I now. didn't realize this was coming out, like, later because I thought it was just, like... So did I. So I'm wondering oh. if they're going to put, like, four, four, uh, four yeah. new songs or something Which like is, that. Which is, incidentally, kind of weird because usually they list all their songs. Yeah. No, it'd be good. I'd like to hear more of this. But, yeah, I thought that it was really good. It was different, and, um, yeah, I dug it. Mesh. What do you want to do now? Meshalicious. Um, I'm going to do um, Daddy's Home by St. Vincent. I was trying to think of a delicious pun or Did something. Do you want to do that last? Or yeah, let's do that last. Because I actually, really, I, I'd like to talk about it. All right, good. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, you want to do Manic and Pussy together? Yeah, Manny Pussy. Manic and Pussy Perfect came out was May. Yeah. I think it was like a couple weeks ago yeah, or a week ago. Mm-hmm. It's their fourth release, and it's called Control. Yeah. And this kind of reminded me of like... 90s alt with pop punk ten- tendencies, if that makes sense. Um, it's like angry yet sweet, and you can just feel the emotion I, switch. Yeah. Switch, and I love her vocals. Like you can just yeah. tell. Like I don't know if she, the one song like her voice is like the star or whatever. Just yeah, like a amazing star. It's like a amazing star. So perfect. It's a heavier fast song. It's one of yeah. their more punk rock songs. Yeah. You have like. Like the, the lyrics are just like her spitting oh, and screaming spit at the lyrics. Spit on my tits is a lyric. Kiss on my holes. Laugh in my face, spit on my tits. I was like, oh, I'm glad yeah. I look at these uh, lyrics. Like, oh, yeah, me too. Oh, my Oops, sorry. Uh, oh, I guess I said Control. Control was the first song. Control was the first song. Yeah, yeah. And it's very. Go ahead. Like, I, like, I really like this album. Yes, didn't I? Control, I was trying to come up with the analogy. It's like a shoegaze band was rocketing through space and passed by a heavy metal planet and it, the gravity was just enough to pull it into a more rock-oriented space. I could see that, yeah. Space. But yeah, really good. Very reminiscent of that uh, romantic, the mm-hmm. last album. But. To Lose You, I almost think that's like, it was mellow, mellower. Very heartfelt. Yeah, her, that's, what was, that, well, that's the song they said her voice is more or less like the, the shining instrument. Yeah. Um, it's very like dream pop, yes. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Good song. Pigs is Pigs. I was like, whoa, a dude is singing. Very rock and roll, punk rock song. Very angry. angry. I'm guessing. I think it's their COVID song. It's their COVID, and it's like they mentioned George George Floyd. They mentioned like um, they mentioned a few was, people. Yeah, about like the frustration. Yeah. And combined with um, well, pigs is pigs. Is talking about cops, obviously too. <laughs> I I didn't get. But that. it was really I liked it, and I was surprised that a dude was well, singing. Yeah. Um, and then it ends with "Darling," and that's like a lo-fi guitar. 
has like a lullaby feel. Uh-huh. Um, it almost reminds me of Beach House a little bit. And this is when her voice, it reminded me of Kate Bush, actually. Oh, uh, really? Huh. Yeah, go back and I listen to I have to go back and listen. <sighs> I like Kate Bush popped in my head. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, for you youngins, if you remember Kate Bush. Yeah. Uh, not not related to the presidential family. Yes, not or maybe at she, all. That'd be, she was the secret Bush daughter, Kate Bush. And he just shows up and says, like, Daddy, you can't come to my concert. So, um, so yeah, that was Manic and Pussy. I really like this album. It's funny because it's five songs. Oh, they're from Philly, by the way. They're from yeah, Philly's own Manic and Pussy. And they alternate between like sort of that uh, alt-rock, shoegazy. Yeah. And then you have that, Street that punk song, rock. that yeah. Yeah, the punk, that song, punk, that song. And they've they've been kind of doing that like the last few really like it just it's like it goes back and forth it like starts off sweet and then it's angry it's almost like yeah. uh, like stages of anger at times or and romantic I think was a lot more towards the sweet than this because it's funny I'm listening to so I listened to this album the first time mm-hmm. and control is the first song and it's really good and it's pain filled and all that but I'm like. This is a band that had a song called Piss Drinker. I know, time, yeah. Like, they've come a, a long song, way. Like, yeah. So, I've been thinking about Mannequin Pussy. Oh, okay, go ahead. I forgot. I'm glad you kept going. Or Manny Pussy. Yeah. Which makes it, because that's what girls do, right? You go out and get Manny Pussies. Yep, I get Manny Pussy. Yeah. Got Uh-oh. one today. <laughs> that derailed me. It's like watching White Boy Summer. Like, in a different era, and I don't know what their private lives are like, what they do. I'm assuming... They're on Epitaph. They're an epitaph, but I'm assuming, like, I don't know that they're able, like, I, there's definitely at a different time a band like this could have a full-time job as a band. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was kind of curious whether that just, I don't think that exists anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure. I have no idea. I don't know that much about them. But I feel like... They're getting they're bigger. All, they're all fans, by the way. Yeah, they do. They, like, write in all the time. They're like, another episode, man. Yeah, two cool beans. <laughs> I think you should. You know what they started reminding me of a little bit? gouge away yeah they kind of like the different end of the spectrum kind of like it's it's interesting but like yeah. they're there's their sounds mm-hmm. evolving where they're they don't really consider themselves a, a punk hardcore i, I think yeah. do but they're much more than that yeah and like i'm cool with that whatever but yeah i really liked it a lot so yeah yeah and also i got a manny pussy oh me too mm. you do have a manny pussy so that was mannequin pussy perfect yes do you go again i guess yeah, you go again i know i feel like chatty kathy man yeah. So Lagoon, yes, we have talked about Lagoon a few times, or once this or twice. Come up a couple, like, yeah, they've had a. So this is our sixth release. Mm. So they've been a. We've, I forget the name of the album, the Get in the Van or whatever. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, but they've been a band since 2017. They have a new basis, and they had a new album called Scholactic Vision come yes. out in um, in April, and they're out of Portland, Oregon. I couldn't remember where they were from. Yeah, okay, so the, the the album we I reviewed came out in March of 2019 called The Unwelcome. So that's the last time we talked about it. So yeah, they have a new album out. I was actually very impressed. I really, really like this album. The first song is called Cold Smoke. And I think it's my favorite song on the album, actually. The first song, it reminds me if Cheap Trick made a stoner rock song. <laughs> and you have like fuzzed out reverb vokes. It really reminded me of something that you would have heard on, like, the Days and Confused soundtrack or yeah, that should. 70s show, like, Cheap Turk. Yeah. Um, and it has some really cool heavy riffs, just hooky. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was really, really well. Mm-hmm. I like the way his voice works with stuff. Yeah. Beyond the Trees, buzzy guitars, doomy stoner rock. really do. Like, I don't remember. I, w- I, w- I should have listened to the, the last album. I didn't either. Was, but... this, like, it, was this band this doomy? I don't know. Like, like they, they said they wanted to go a lot more technical. In this song, you could tell. I thought it had a very technical feel, but not in a bad way. And at times, it was almost like trance. Like, yeah. I just sometimes would be like, oh, I'm still listening to the uh-huh. song. And then it picks up the pace at the end. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'd have to go back and listen to him because I was like, wow, this... I listened to this album like two or three times, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Scholactic Visions. Slow guitar, drum, build up. And it's kind of like a more mellow song with a little southern rock flavor. Mm-hmm. Buried is a whole one minute. And it's a uh, synth and drums, more or less. Hill Bomb, heavier doom metal. I really like the, the guitar and bass work. Um, mm-hmm. I like how, like the one guitar, I, I believe, is tuned higher at first or than the first one. And I guess has some thin, synth going on, if I could not... Um, synth. Synth. Not lisp. And then the last song, really, or is it the, I don't know if it's the last song. It's the second last song. 
uh, my probably my second favorite song called The Slowdown, and it has like a velvet underground feel, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just big buzzing riffs, catchy, just like almost you're grooving along to the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends with the final ride, and that is pretty much riding this bitch out. Um, it's instrumental, more or less. Yeah. I don't remember hearing him sing. So I really like this album. I the first time I listened to it, I think I wasn't paying as much attention. I told you I'd like kind of like pay attention and then notice mm-hmm. it was still on. And then I listened to it again. I'm like, wow, this is really good. And they've gotten really better with their instruments. Not that they were bad, but like yeah. you could just tell. They definitely evolve. Yeah. Um, I really like this album. I like Lagoon. They're good. They're good I, peeps. Good peeps. I do too. Like I, said, I don't remember exactly what that last album sounded like. I remember yeah. it sounding a lot more stoogy. I could see that. And I could hear like some of that like Detroit guitar in this one. I really liked it. Like I said, I just don't remember it being as like sort of Well, I think doomy. from when we listened to the Unwelcome, you're kind of like, oh, do I like his voice? And you're kind of like fixated on his voice for a little mm-hmm. bit because it's just different and kind of, I don't want to say, it's not whiny, it's just different. Yeah. And you're kind of like, do I like this? Do I not like this? And I end up, I like it, but I can understand if people didn't like it. So I just wonder if that kind of, um, mm-hmm. you didn't pay as much attention to the instruments. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, Lagoon, Scholactic Vision. Good stuff. Yes. And that brings us to Annie Clark, mm-hmm. um, as her friends, like me, call her. I call her A-Rock. A-Rock? Mm-hmm. You know. What are you talking about? We hang out all the time. Do you? Yeah. Do you... I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything Well, a, well A-Rock will be sad. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk, yeah. When we or I call her AC sometimes. AC? Yeah. Hey, AC. I don't know why that <laughs> fucked me up. Right. So, St. Vincent. You're like looking at me. I'm like, I, I, I do, yeah. this is yo's. I feel like my brain is like... I only made a couple notes. Slipping in gears. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, Daddy's Home St. Vincent. I mentioned this last podcast yeah, briefly. I did, yeah. And I wasn't going to do it because it's a bit of a bigger album and I tried to stay away from those. Even though, as we said before... The next one, the the next podcast for me is probably going to be all bigger artists. Yes, yeah, whatever, whatever. Even though my version of big artist is generally not the Rolling know, Stones or Taylor Swift or Bell Bacharach. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so this came out I think the nineteenth, the fourteenth or the nineteenth of May. Yeah, May. So this. What is label is she on? I'm gonna grab another beer. Oh, it's like I wrote it down. It's like longing something record. I didn't know if she was on. A, like it was her label or. Maybe I was surprised that um, could I listen to this on Bandcamp? Yeah, I was surprised it was on Bandcamp. And, and funny enough, that was probably the thing that made me decide to review it because it was on Bandcamp and it was easily accessible. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, 2018 was um, mass destruction. Yes. So this is her follow-up to that. Mass Seduction. Mass Seduction. And then she did Mass Education, which was the acoustic version of Mass Destruction. Mm. And then she was on uh, Jules Holland, where she performed, and I believe made out with Dua Lipa, who was dressed just like her, so it was very surreal. That's weird. So this album came out, and it's very different. It's worth talking about. Yeah. I was not expecting this. I was not. There's a bit of a mixed opinion on it. I think in part because she was a bit standoffish in a couple of interviews. So some people, people that are like this album or they really don't like this album. I really like this album. I really like this album. I was, I never listened to probably one all the way through, uh-huh. to be honest. And I listened to this all the way through. All right, so this is, um, like I said, Daddy's Home. Mm-hmm. It is, for lack of a better word, a psychedelic soul funk album. Mm-hmm. Very 70s, Very funky. 70s inspired. Some bands she spelled out as influences. Okay. Include a Steely Dan. And apparently she's a really big Steely Dan fan and has seen them in concert eight times. You know and... who else is a really big Steely Dan fan? I yeah. think like Randy. Oh, really? Our son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. Weird. I'm not super into it. Um, I never was into him. Stevie Wonder. Okay. I could see that. All right. Here's one for War. Which I was actually like, yeah, this reminds me a lot of War. Yes. She said uh, early yes, a Yes album called Fragile, which I know that album. I don't see it. but It's funny. Me and Mark were talking about Yes the other day. Yeah. Uh, my brother was a huge Yes mm-hmm. fan. And I'm like, I only know Owner of a Lonely Heart. That's really about it. Oh, and, but I'm my a... brother like was super into oh, it. I love Yes. Mm-hmm. And Sly and the Family Stone. Okay. 
There are a few others I'll throw in there at some point, but um, another one I first was they remind me a bit of Steve Miller Band. I could see that, but she said largely it was inspired by New York rock in the seventies. Yeah. So it's really like kind of strip out all the like you know the art rock, early seventies punk wasn't happening yet, but yeah, proto punk. Yeah. All the Brit stuff, all the the burgoing metal. So everything that was left over mm-hmm. is what this album was. It's also ironic, and we'll talk about the actual album in a minute, that she did a very unusual, almost outsider artish album mm-hmm. based on what would have been mainstream music of its era for the most part. That's kind of cool thinking about it. It's very cool. Yeah. And it's also, you know, everything everything becomes cool in a long enough time. Yeah. Even, no, not cool world. <laughs> everything but cool world. Other thing worth mentioning is the inspiration for this album was her father's release from jail, who served, your father served 10 years in jail for stock manipulation. I believe oh, well. him and his partner allegedly defrauded investors to the tune of $48 million. Mm. And it opens with uh, Pay Your Way in Pain, which sort of opens like kooks and ends like fame. Like, uh, like David Bowie fame? Yeah, and then Coots, David Bowie Coots. Yeah, there you go. Um, there's a little bit of Prince in there and stuff. And that one is like very weird and funky. It's actually one, I didn't like it the first time I heard it, and then it grew on me I really quick. like it. It feels like listening to that song feels like being like maybe drunk or like a little too high. I could see that. But it's funny because I was like, at the, I'm like, because she's saying same, isn't yeah. she? And I was like, yeah, dude, this is super I mean, Bowie. Very much, yeah. And I'm not going to go over every song, I'm going to go over some of them. The title track, Daddy's Home. Yes. Is, I like it. I like it a lot. It's Here's my, my sort of problem is it's almost sleazy in tone, but it's about visiting her fucking father in prison. I have funky and sultry. Yes, very sultry. <laughs> I didn't want to say sleazy, because it, but it does have that. I didn't want to... It yeah. is sultry, like, like you, you're... You, you're Dresses hanging a little, <laughs> showing low. a little little nip. Yeah, but like I said, it's the same time. It's about visiting her father in prison, and she talks about things that she said were true, like um, signing autographs to the guards in the visiting room, and just feeling self conscious because she was you know, super dressed up, and he was in his prison greens. Mm-hmm. I'm just making a note because oh. I just remembered something. Charles Manson is in his. Like a Dream is this really surreal ballad. Melting of Melting. the Sun. I really like that. That's one of my favorite songs of the album. This makes references to a lot. I mean, a whole bunch of female performers, and it's supposedly inspired by female performers who were not recognized. Some of them have, almost have like the gospel type backing. And... Very country. It's like a country ballad almost. Yeah. With some space jams in there. But it's um, cool. I really like it. And she talks about she talks about it's Nina Simone, yeah. Corey Amos, uh, Marilyn Monroe is in there, Dean's Mansfield, mm-hmm. and the rest. Down. I thought is, you were singing Vogue for a second. Marilyn Monroe, Jimmy um, Dean on the cover um, of a magazine. I saw a story involving Marilyn Monroe okay. and Prince, who we're going to talk about, okay. and Garbage, who we've talked about, but I'll tell that a little bit. Down has all the fucking. Funk. All yeah. the funk in the world. This song reminded me of something like Bill Withers would put out. So, you know, Use Me, mm-hmm. not the Hollywood Lightly version of the yeah. original. That reminded me that in a lot of this that. album, like Bill Withers. Um, and this song seems to be like either figurative or actual abuse. Hmm. So, either she's like taking a shot in the face or just getting attacked. Hmm. But it's really good. It's so fucking funky. Um, and here's the puzzler. My Baby Wants a Baby. I love that song. I love that song. But do you know what riff is going through there? So, yes, after a while. So, why don't you tell me about it? I'll tell you Mike's My baby takes the morning train. Like, my mom was obsessed with Sheena Easton. So, like, Driving me fucking You should have texted me. Because I'm like, is My Baby Wants a Baby a cover? Yeah. And it's not coming up. And when I figured that out, I was like, oh. And then, so I did a little research on this one. Mm-hmm. St. Vincent, Annie Clark, my friend, was writing... AC. AC. AC Slater. She was on that show, yeah. actually. She's writing about, yeah, you know, I was writing the song, and I had 
I was like, I think I came up with the perfect melody. And then, like, the next morning I woke up, I was like, shit, it's morning train. Because <laughs> she did the same thing I did. She, she had kind of ruined. It's exactly because I'm like, yeah. I'm like, is she covering Morning Train by Sheena Easton? I'm like, it's she's not. Me. And then she changes it up. But um, yeah. I was like nerding out because I'm like, oh, God. Was, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And of course, that went about basically, she's not, how she'd be a bad mother and she'd be a bad partner and she just kind of wants to do her own thing. Yeah, she's just like, fuck off. No, I don't want no babies. <laughs> Who does? <laughs> I know, right? Gross. At the holiday party. Oh, so awesome. Funky horns. Really good album. groovy. Yeah, whole album's really groovy. I know we're saying the same thing. Very 70s. Uh, ends with Candy Darling, which is another, That's like, kind of one of those country space ballads. It's about Candy Darling. Originally, 20 minutes long. Really? This one is 1 minute, 22 seconds long. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's like a folky country. With... Yeah. And she's like, I just kept writing the song, and I was like, it's getting away from me. So that's why it ended up 1 minute, 22 seconds so yeah, it's very good. It's one of those albums that I talked about before. You have to have buy into the concept to like it. So I'm not like a huge St. Vincent fan. Like I'm, I don't dislike her whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of, I, I just don't listen to her enough. Like yeah. the songs I really like, I like, and then I'm kind of like blah. Yeah. And I was super into this album. I listened to like every minute. Yeah, very Because at first I'm like, oh, this is going to be so long. Like you know me. Yeah. And I, I listened to it today and I was like, holy shit, I think I'm going to buy this. <laughs> and yeah, and to be not fair, but like the St. Vincent vibe is like, there's like a lot of like, Interesting percussion and instrumentation here and there. Like you hear a sitar at a couple of times. Yeah, it's like very cool with it. Violin, bleep lorps. Mm-hmm. Skin flute. Skin flute. Uh, the dabla. I don't know. And it's, yeah, it's really good. You should listen to it. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. So anyway, so here's a quick... I, was, I don't know why it got popped up. Garbage posted. It was an old story. And it was basically... They were playing, uh, they were playing in New York... And it was the time Madonna went to see them and Prince almost went to see them. Oh my God, I've been geeking out. And they said, um, Madonna, you know, showed up and she's backstage. She had six bodyguards and listen. And then they're like, when we went to go backstage, the bodyguards wouldn't let us go back because Madonna was there. And we're like, you know, we're the band that just played. (laughs) And the same like they had like Prince was supposed to show up and he didn't. But apparently he called them before their show. Uh And he's like, look. I'm running late. I really want to see you guys. I'm going to hop on a plane. Can you hold the show until 2 a.m.? And they're like, <laughs> nah. nah, sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I think of other music. There was something that popped in my head and then popped out. I don't remember. I did listen to Prince's Batman. Bat Dance? Bat Dance and uh, Fun Town. Mm. It's never huge into Prince. I, I like a lot of stuff. And like some of the stuff. I don't, this, I just am another person that like, some people, the people that are into him are really, really into yeah. him. He has really good songs. Just, but, um. I like Cream Get On Top. <laughs> Little Red Corvette? Yeah, I like it was, I never saw Purple Rain. Purple Rain, Purple Rain. Anyway, we're getting away from it. As it so happened, I'm going to tell a story. Okay. Then um, we could talk movies and movies. Then we can talk movies, okay. yeah. Um, and I'm going to talk things. about a movie briefly, actually, here. Yeah. I had started playing uh, Resident Evil Village last mm-hmm. time. Finished it. Um, I'm not going to spoil it unless you... I'm never going to. This is probably going to be cut and put in the, the, <laughs> the back of this after the credits. So I'll, I'll give you a warning. So in between that, I decided to watch a nice movie that was low impact. What was that? Batman. Tim uh, Burton's Batman, okay. 1989. What did you think? I haven't watched it in a long time. I haven't watched it in forever. It was good. It's a very 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton as Batman, his performance holds up. Uh, Jack Nicholson really holds up. You forget about that thing where like uh, Billy D. Williams was supposed to be Harvey Dent. Ooh. And I found like, apparently they bought him out of his contract because he was contracted for three movies. Hmm. And they're like, the, the Warner Brothers executives were like, we hate black people. We don't want black people. <laughs> Pretty much. Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. And then afterwards, after all that, even... Cool World, huh? I watched, not even Cool World, I watched uh, the video to Bat Dance. Yeah, I remember it. Which is not good. No. Yeah, other than Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. And then uh, Fun Town, or Fun Boy, is the the song they play in the museum where it's like, tell me what his name is. Oh, I kind of remember. And it's a really good song, and Prince is dressed as the Joker in there, and like, he would have made a really good fucking Joker. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, 
Um, I finished the second season of Snowpiercer. Wow, all right. Jennifer Conley is in half of it, um, but it's actually pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, you would like it. There's a lounge car, and there's like a lounge singer chick who ends up being like kind of a main character this season. But anyway, she does a really slow version of um, Give Me a Reason to Love You, Portishead. Oh, really? Like, it just came out of nowhere, and I was like, I want to listen to Portishead. But yeah, it was pretty good. And then I also watched Enola Holmes. Oh, how was that? It, I enjoyed it. It's like two hours long. I took, did, watched it in People two sittings. People liked it. I don't know. I it was like, yeah. cute. Like, it was, it, obviously, Enola is spelled alone, backwards. Oh, wow. Ooh. I didn't know And her brother is Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I think I And her it. mom's Helena Bonham Carter. I was like, fucking sold. Oh. And it's, uh, what's her name? Millie Bobby Brown or whatever. make her dad, uh, Tim Burton. Yeah, exactly. No, they didn't. He's not, she's not married to Tim Burton. I think not they anymore. divorced, yeah. But they had kids together. Did they? Yeah. Anyway, um, I thought it was cute. It was really good. It's like in that third... She like breaks the wall. She'll like talk to the camera and be like, Uh but I thought it was... I enjoyed it. It was fun if you're not looking for something like... like, If you're looking for something lighthearted and and fun and Mm -hmm. and cool, I enjoyed it. And then I'm about halfway through Mank. Decided to watch Mank. Oh, what do you think of that? With Gary Oldman? Uh, Did you see it? Yes. I'm... Watched about an hour... I enjoyed. He, I think he was at whatever whoever's birthday party and oh, uh, Hearst's. Yeah, and Amanda Siegfried's like all drunk and, and she's like, like yeah pops. <laughs> and then like they talk outside and that's pretty much where mm-hmm. I I ended up mm-hmm. I left off last night. But I, I like it so far. It's I really like the way it's shot. It's yeah. straight like oh it's shot really good. Totally like an old movie, um, like a Citizen Kane esque mm-hmm. type movie. Um, so far I like it. I don't know how. Gary Oldman's even likable, though. Like, he's pretty much a dick. Yeah. But it's okay. I like it so far. I was in on it. I had to give it another watch. Um, yeah, I just saw it was on Netflix. So yeah. I was like, oh, you know what? I, I, I wanted to check it out because I didn't really see any of the Oscar movies. And I'm, I've had well, Meg was original, a Netflix original. Oh, was it? I didn't know that. And I like Gary Oldman a lot. Yeah. But it really, it's really big of a bummer. There's one shot of him something, and I, I just thought of when he was in Dracula, when he was like the old count. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's starting to look like he that. He's the old count. <laughs> but I'm like, God, Gary Oldman was so hot now. Like, in that he's got like his beer belly. Yeah, he used to drink some, uh, some blood. I he like a baby like a, a Capri Sun. I like how they're in the one room, and it's like genius at work, and they're just like telling like the one uh, lady like tr- doing the transcript mm-hmm. trips like just writing ideas down it just has pasties on yeah um, and they're just totally being like just gross fucking dudes and yeah. then they go in and they have to like pitch a movie and they just like fucking make it up <laughs> I was like this yeah. is probably correct though I'm sure yeah well I know did you get the part where they're showing the um, it's the the campaign footage and I can't remember what the president was but they're like his system works well in Russia Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I might have. I might have seen that. I think I, that's the actual footage from when they oh, actually really? did that. Yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah, I've been watching that. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about uh-huh. is when I was studying for school, I had just TV on. And there's nothing on today. So I put on Gene Simmons' family, oh, whatever it is, with Shannon yeah, Tweed. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And it was strangely very addictive. Like, I, Gene Simmons... Is just a weird dude, and he's. Yeah. I find when he talks, he's like just very. He's very intelligent, and it's like he's he and from he a like book. captures the room, even if he's just talking about a wristwatch. Yeah. Like it's amazing, mm-hmm. and like Shannon Tweed looks fantastic. I was thinking probably about Night Eyes three, and I was like, oh, Gene. <laughs> so yeah, I I was watching that, and I would recommend if you're really like really fucking bored. Years ago, I'm not. Like, His son's like kind of hot, but he's like, I don't know, he's yeah. young. Yeah. He wrote kind of a nasty, not nasty, he wrote like an editorial about his father. Oh, really? Yeah. He kind of reminds me of Jesse Camp, if you remember Jesse Camp. Oh, from MTV, yeah. <laughs> he kind of looks like Jesse Camp. Ah, uh, Gene Simmons. Yep. So that's why I wrote Gene Ah, uh, okay. Because I knew you would be like, what? The Chan tweet still looks really good. Yeah. Here's a question for you, since Burton has come up several times. Mm-hmm. So where do you think Tim Burton really started to fall off? Um, Other movies we've seen. I would say Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right around there. I don't remember what was before that, but 
I think like that, like, because he did Real Big Fish, right? That was supposed to be a serious movie. I really enjoyed that. A lot of people hated it. Uh, yeah, I like Big Fish. Um, um, and then he just went right back to being like, I don't know. It's just he's just too. He had definitely, obviously, has his mm-hmm. own style, yeah. and I just think he's doing the same thing, but it's just. I don't know. It mm-hmm. just doesn't have its charm anymore. Yeah. And it's just too like, oh, uh, it's going to be Tim Burton, quirky, weird. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Like, I've, I had forgotten about he had done Planet of the Apes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, see, everyone does because it's not very good. But he did kind of do... Look about that, that Helena Bottom Carter monkey was a high. I was about to say he made, yeah, he made uh, some very ill-timed... I know Mark, so I saw parts of it. Mark said it was decent. I saw it once. Yeah, this it's is a long kind time. Kind of forgettable to me. Um, no, I think probably Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is when it's like, all right, dude, you better, they're going to stop letting you put your names on top of the poster. Well, what else did we watch? There was a couple ones. Dark Shadows. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was really bad. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else he did. I just stopped seeing his movies. Just Well, that so he did um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, mm-hmm. Beetlejuice. Oh, here's what you say his best movie is. I'll name them all and then you can think about Because I've been thinking about this a lot because I, I used to be a Burton fan and it kind of was like... Pfft. So you got Pee-wee. Pee-wee's uh, good. Beetlejuice, Batman, Batman Returns, Hell Here. Hell uh, Which I'm watching now. Uh, Beetlejuice might be my favorite. I think mine too. Um, I'm not big in Edward Scissorhands. He did that right. Edward Scissorhands. Eh, not for Although me. I heard there's an amusing story about that. I'll tell you in a second. Um, I've been really into Burton lately or the history of Burton. And then he did Sleepy Hollow, which... People yeah, like, I was not into it. Big Fish. I like that. Blood Apes. Uh, Dark Shadows. He did Alice in Wonderland, which fucking so good. Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, He's done a bunch of shit. Big Eyes, Dumbo. I didn't see Big Eyes. Mrs. Pendergrin's Home for Weirdo Babies <laughs> Children. or something like that. I was going to look him up on IMDb, but... The person who wrote... I think it's Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. She wrote a book called something like Firstborn that might be about, ready for it? Ready. A fetus that comes back to life. <laughs> really? At some point, she sold the book rights to Penelope Spears for a huh. dollar. Huh. Obviously, that movie never got made. Yeah, just something I was thinking about as I was watching Batman, which was a deliberate choice because it was sort of the anti... Um, Aborted baby fetus monster movie. I did listen to a Toby um, Morse from H two O. He had Scott Ian from Anthrax. On. Yeah, super interesting. Really, really cool. Yeah. Married to Meatloaf's daughter. I don't know. I'm not sure. Or he was. Um, but he was talking about like when he did like I Am the Man and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. It, it was really, really interesting. Yeah. I, th- I think he has his own podcast too. I'm like, I'm actually interested. You're Scott Ian. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a pretty. I always the thought he was a cool cast. dude. But he was talking about like smoking weed. He's like he barely would smoke weed. He's not really a drinker. He'll have some like booze every now and then. And every now and then he would like smoke weed. He's like every time I got like almost sick. So he was talking about a story. This was like in the mid nineties or something. Mm-hmm. He said he was like they've been on a plane from like Tokyo. Like he was just exhausted. And he's like yeah. I love the smell of marijuana. It smells awesome. So he's like I took the tiniest hit. Mm-hmm start having fucking seizures oh. ends up he's like allergic to THC oh wow <laughs> he's like I'm glad I never he's like I might have smoked pot like five times in the past that's 35 up. years but it was interesting yes uh, in 2011 he married singer Pearl Aday adopted daughter of Meatloaf huh Aday. they have one child oh and then something else popped up just just in case, again, the alien. So, you know, we're talking about people not wearing masks and whatever. Yeah. This pop. Vietnam detects highly contagious new coronavirus variant as infections surge. Ugh. Guess I'm not going to Vietnam this summer. How sad. Yeah. So you want to put a... Let's put a... Pin let's put in a this coronavirus bitch. in that. A spiky coat in this. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. <laughs>
You never want to go in the elevator. Didn't they bring you down to the hell in that third one? I think in that so, yeah. apartment one? Yeah, but you don't have a choice. You have to go up the elevator. You go down the elevator because you're a dumb shit. Uh. You go up the elevator. As you're coming, this thing starts coming towards you. Mm. It is a giant aborted fetus monster. <laughs> so I go, Jesus fucking Christ, out loud, and run. An aborted I go to play. <laughs> the aborted fetus monster, it comes in, and I realize what is what is so horrifying about the aborted fetus monster. It has a mortgage. So I... <laughs> that's pretty good. This is what it went like on Aborted Fetus Baby Animation Day at Capcom. Director's like, all right, Capcom team, aborted baby fetus team, monster team. Um, Who here has children? Six to 12 months. We're looking for like children that are like babies, but like not like older babies that are kind of fun. Here's what I want you guys to do. You people to do, guy and woman. Go home, record audio of you playing with your baby and all the giggly little baby noises the baby makes. I literally, I was like, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. It gets worse. It has needed a down baby. <laughs> so the baby, I kind of escaped the baby the second time. Mm-hmm. It moves slow and it's a baby and babies aren't smart. Well, can, if it's such a little, can you just squish it with your baby? Oh, it's a giant baby. <laughs> oh, it's okay. a giant aborted, although baby, a tiny yeah. one. I go to the elevator. Put the fuse in the elevator, hit the down button. Uh-uh, down. Or up button. <laughs> so the, as, the, as the elevator is very slowly going down, predictably, the aborted baby fetus monster starts coming towards you. You have nowhere to go. So the first thing I did was yell once again, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and then I'm backing up. I did this with literally no joke while I'm waiting for the elevator. did this with my legs. Like, I'm running, I'm making running motions, and it wasn't like a thing. I was so fucking scared. And it's and clearly Bishop a time came thing. with his plane and was like, get in! Like the aliens. No, and I get into <laughs> the elevator in nick of time, and it's making kind of like, a boo boo a boo boo <laughs> That's amazing. And then, like, and then you think, <laughs> you want to play. 